Ben Livingston, Pete Livingston, and Sam Los Livingston Brothers. We're live. We're live. We're live as in we are recording this and then we'll post it later. Yes. So this is live to tape. Live to tape. Live to tape. It's like the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yes. Or, or David Letterman. Or oh. David Letterman. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. By the way, welcome to those Livingston Brothers. This is, this is, what, is this the first podcast we've done in four years? The first official podcast that we've done since like 2009. Yeah. So. <laughs> 2010. 2010. Uh. I think you mentioned it the last time we did a podcast was when uh, when Gibby and Knock were on our show. Yeah. That was the last time we did it. Yeah, we Skyped. We Skyped. They are not with us right now. No. The, we are on our own. This is this is Los Livingston Brothers. This is Los Livingston Brothers. Pants. What, what, what were we going to name this? Pants optional. I guess what was it? It's like the Pants Optional Podcast. Yeah. The Pop. Yeah. The Pantational Podcast. The NSFW Podcast. The, yeah, this is definitely not safe for work. Because <laughs> we, we can say fuck right now. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you want to find the best way to get fired, yeah. you just listen to this with your boss walking yeah. in. And Turn this up. Crank and play, it. And play it over the loudspeakers. Uh, fuck you, boss. Yeah. yeah so, hey, boss. I have hey, someone boss. better to listen to, and that is me. That's true. Right. You should listen to. Yeah, we're listening to this back right now. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the fucking podcast. Um, my name is Tim. That guy right there is Samwell. Samwell. I don't think you need to lean in. I think you can just talk. You can just talk, um, Sam. I like, I like leaning. <laughs> well. I mean, now I Sam, Sam is getting awfully intimate with that mic right now. I like Do you need a room? <laughs> Do you need more than the room we're in right now? This is just enough room for the two of us. God damn. I never see Wow. Uh, I was joking your hair. Oh my god. <laughs> so and the creep factor <laughs> went to like a billion. Ooh. Oh, and then this guy over here. Oh my god. This silver fox. That's me. He's Peter Livingston. That's Peter Livingston. So um Father of an actual human being <laughs> and podcast recorder extraordinaire. And stroker of a dog. My dog Millie. Millie's there. Millie is back in studio with us. Yeah. And we will have to do, um, this will be our new format for the next few weeks. Yeah, so, um, as we mentioned our last show back on, I believe that was March 30th, March 30th, yeah, March 30th, um, the, no, that's March 23rd, March 23rd was our last goddamn show, holy fuck, we're sorry, um, but this is, um, we're in this format for now because, uh, the KSUY studios are moving up West Napa Street to New Digs. Yes. And, uh... By Bob, the Papa Murphys. Right by Papa Murphys. Uh, Bobo is doing a great job with the uh, construction and uh, sent us an email saying that the weekend shows... Uh, we'll find out next weekend how things are looking uh, for us to return to the studio. Um, and it's going to be a brand new studio... It's going to be sexy as fuck. We won't be able to say sexy as fuck on it, but it will be awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Just like I'm looking forward to being in a room with my brothers. Um, There are no whips and chains. No. Just a dog, many 
Leather-bound books. Many, many leather-bound books. And uh, video game systems. Video game systems. Dick Vitale will be coming Dick in. Be, uh, oh, oh, yeah, my phone. In and your my, phone. And my phone. <laughs> my phone. Dick Vitale will be coming in, um, and he will be doing yeah. his recap of the tournament. Holy we, shit. We didn't get to have him on because, as we said, we weren't in the studio. We didn't have the studio available so we didn't get to do. I think it was was it Sweet Sixteen. Sweet Sixteen and the and the final weekend. Yeah, yeah. that final weekend. So. But I have to say, I listened to our shows leading up to the tournament and the first few rounds. We got it. I was spot on. Yes, you were. I called like Kansas biting it early, oh, like Stanford, Duke yeah. biting it early. Didn't call. I did not even touch Stanford with the yeah. fifty foot pole. I didn't have the balls to count to call uh, Wichita State. I'm not a big Kentucky fan, but we'll get to that when Dick's here. Yeah, we want to be, want to be full up when Dick's here. Yeah, Pete with the um, broken screen on an iPhone. I, yeah, had this for a little over two years, and I finally um, flat the screen, flat front, just you know, just yeah, the crash. Baseball season, man. So we're started. Started off. Uh, what are we go? What are we going? What are we going to? So, we, so I don't we, even. I'm not sure. Sam, what, what do you want? You want it? Because you know we, what, Sam? because it's now. It's April. It's April, and we haven't done a show. April like showers, two weeks. May wet dreams. So are we going? Do you, we? We have talked about a few different things. Do we want to recap all those things, yeah. or do we just want to? Get current with it. Well, I, I don't hi- know. I mean, there's highlights, right? I mean, there's obvious highlights we have to touch yeah. on. Um, the big one being, you know, the tournament, and then we have uh, uh, WrestleMania, which I definitely <gasps> want to talk about. Which oh. was, I think we should start with WrestleMania. Yeah. So or not? What do you want to go with, Sam? What do you want to go with? Is that too? Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk WrestleMania. Let's go WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So WrestleMania. Um, so it was a big deal, obviously. Um, and the timeline, I, the timeline for the four days that had to do with WrestleMania uh, as a whole uh, were pretty incredible. They started their coverage Thursday on the WWE Network, and it was a great job. They did some really cool lead-up stuff leading up to Sunday. Um, and then Saturday night, they had the big Hall of Fame ceremony. Yes. Which was fun. It was weird, though. Like, so they had seven people go in. It was Lita, Razor Ramon, Jake the Snake Roberts, Mr. T., uh, Paul Bearer, then um, who's who, I'm missing one guy besides the big one, Ultimate Warrior, obviously, and uh, uh, who's the other one? Ah, uh, who's the other one? Who's the other the one? model Rick Martel? No, it was not Rick the model Martel, unfortunately. Um, Coco Beware. Coco Beware is already in, so it was Brutus a Barber Beefcake. No, he's not in yet. No, Rowdy Roddy Piper. No, Piper's already in too. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's already in. Oh, that I'm, uh, one year that is going to be my Halloween costume. Oh my I'm God. just gonna walk around in blue trunks <laughs> in a two by four and just waving the oh yeah, just nothing is more American than a fat guy in a beard wearing underwear in a two by four, just uh, giving you a thumbs up and screaming ho. Oh. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. So the order went Lita. You know what's sad? I remember as a kid, I remember when Hacksaw Jim Duggan's popularity started to wane. Yeah, it was sad. I remember that when he would come out and he would do, before he used to get all the pop and do the, oh, Tough and, guy. Every, and everybody would. 
Hey, tough guy! I mean, that was like the best. <laughs> I forgot about that. I fucking forgot he about played that. a borderline, like, mentally yeah, disabled person. Like he was on the spectrum. <laughs> I saw Jim Duggan was on the spectrum. No, um... <laughs> but, like... It was ridiculous. <laughs> for kind of a... And all the posturing he did uh-huh. in the faces, it makes sense now. Yeah. But anyway... Oh, God. Um, going to hell. Um, I remember when his popularity popularity started to wane. And, like, he would do the, you know, to the crowd, and nobody would, like, do it back. And I, I remember that. And that went for a while. And then I think they made his story, like, a little dark towards the end or right. something. I can't remember, but... Anyway. Hold on, so WWE Hall of Fame 2014 inductees were... Whoever the last person is, they must not be a big one, because you don't remember. No, I do. I totally remember. Um, so it was... Oh, so Jack Roberts... It was a Brooklyn brawler. No, not yet. No, he was, he's already in. I know. Is um, he really? Yeah, he is. He's, already, he's totally in. He was... He was... Oh, God. Was it Marty Jannetty? No. Sting. Sting? Well, it, Sting... We'll talk about Sting. Sting just got signed today by the WWE. Really? Yes, he did. Big Man Vader. Yeah, Big Man Vader. So it was Jake the Snake, Carl Scalone, Mr. T, Lita. Jimmy Ultimate, Fly Snooker. Already there. Ultimate Warrior. Mr. Paul Perfect. Bear, you already said Paul already there. And, um, and Carlos Cologne. So those are your seven. Who's Carlos Cologne? He is the greatest Puerto nope. Rican wrestler of all time. Oh, God. That's he, like me saying I'm well, the greatest no, Sonoma wrestler well, no, no, of all no, no. time. But so the idea is he grew up in New York. He wanted to be a professional wrestler. And he's, he wrestled in New York for a little bit. Actually wrestled in the WWF, so the old WWE for a while. Then went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, the World Wildlife yeah, Foundation. Right, he wrestled, Wildlife he wrestled so, pandas. So, yes, he did. Tons of pandas. And Millie, and, and wild Millie and bears. Wild Millies. Millie, <laughs> Could Millie, you imagine Millie's in the wild, like a herd of Millie's? Millie, Millie, Millie's on my bed right now, and I can't think of a thing bush. that she's more happy about. Like, she's just, like, loving life. She's like, I'm on a bed, and it's, oh, there, there she goes. She's yep. sitting down. But, um, but Carlos Colon in the 70s started up the World, uh, the world Wrestling Council in, in Puerto Rico and turned it into one of the greatest territories of all time. Uh, bloody battles were he's, his forte. He's the brother of Bartolo Colon. Yes, he is. Big fat Bartolo Colon is his little brother. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he had three sons: Primo, Carlito, and uh, Epico. That's, who, is that are are those wrestling names or are those real names? Um, they're nicknames. Okay. So Carlito is, is his is his. Oh, Carlito. Brother. Yeah, Carlito's his dad. Like, yeah, yeah, Carlito Colon. Okay. Yeah. So his dad... And like he's his, a newer wrestler. Newer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so he started the World Wrestling Council, and he actually had a working agreement with Vince McMahon to send talent down there uh, if they needed to, and they didn't have to... They All he did was like ask if they had time to bring him down for big cards, and they had that for years. So that was, that was his big thing. Um, but two things were interesting about that night. So Mr. T had a, had a really heartfelt... Long speech, Mr. T. Yeah, and he pre- he wrestled what was, in WrestleMania one. Yes, with with Hogan against Orndorff and Piper. So he got in the he's, he's in, in the, the Hall of Fame. Fame, right? Why? Because he's Mr. T. Because he helped get WrestleMania on the map. <sighs> I know, I know, it's okay. Yeah, Mr. T. Serial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. so um, but overall, that was good. Lita had a, Lita was decent. Um. 
it was pretty long, but it was very genuine for her to, uh, uh, Paul Bear. They get to talk for a long fucking do. time. Well, so that was the thing. Mr. T told everybody this was going to be a long speech. And then it got so long that they had Kane come out and just stand there until he's told to wrap up the speech. It was hilarious. I'm just sitting there going, Why at NFL? Oh, they can talk as long as they want. They do? So, no, nah, I don't know. Anyway. Rick, Ricky Henderson, I don't know how long he talked for. Um, but, but yeah, so they talked and talked and talked, and um, Paul Bear was given a pretty nice little send-off. Taker came out with the urn and knelt and held it up. Uh, Razor and Jake the Snake Roberts both had awesome speeches. Really good stuff. Warriors was exceptional. Yes, Warrior. Um, then Sunday came. Big deal. Obviously a big deal. And uh show, show was fantastic. I mean, just a quick rundown. So Daniel Bryan and Triple H start off the actual show with a 25-minute freaking fucking awesome match. Awesome, awesome stuff. And Bryan hits the running knee. Ooh, or or if my pro wrestling fans are, are watching or listening to this, the Busaiku knee kick. Shout-outs to Kanta. What up? Um, and then... Uh, the rest of the show is kind of plotting, um, but the big one, and this is where we'll get to, is the Brock Lesnar Undertaker match. And out of anything, Brian Daniel Bryan's story was the biggest thing about WrestleMania 30, but it was the Undertaker match that became the biggest story coming out of it. Do you think he legitimately went over? You well, don't think, or do you think he got screwed over? So I don't think it was screwed. So so this is the story. So from what we, everybody was scrambling to find out what was going on. This is well. Did he get Bret Hart? No, he didn't. He okay. didn't get Bret Hart. No, no. no so no. it was like he legitimately went over. Right. So it wasn't. It wasn't like it was a quick three count or no, 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 no. It was clean as a sheet, and and so the story, why would they do that? So this is the story. So the story goes. That, Tell me the story. The story goes that there were only six people who knew. There were only six people. Match. That were at WrestleMania. Yes, exactly. And then they're they all holograms. It. Hologram technology has come a long way. A long way. So there's six people. The four people in the match. So Heyman, Undertaker, Brock, and the referee, who I believe was Charles Robinson. I couldn't remember. And then Vince and Triple H. So Vince told, gave the go-ahead to put Brock over. Why? Because... Taker's body is so broken down at this point. Why don't you just let him win and then retire? Because out of all of the people who you could have have you have had the opportunity of him to lose to. So two two reasons. Why one, Brock Lesnar? One because he got the reaction he did, and two now when you set him up to go up against Daniel Bryan, you have a built-in number one guy that you can say, oh. That we want Brian to kick this guy's ass for what he did to the take to an Undertaker, and it followed up with a fantastic promo the next night, where Paul Heyman basically just berated the crowd for believing so much that the Taker that Taker would never be beaten, and just absolutely destroyed this it, this promo. It was one of the best things I've ever seen, and so so that was the big story. Brian obviously won. That was that was no doubter. I mean. The way it was set up, if Brian didn't win, the WWE had their head so far up their own ass they couldn't see, you know, their calling through their eyes. But mm-hmm. it was fun. It was a great match. I enjoyed it. 
Um, but yeah, the tanker stuff, it kind of didn't sit well with a lot of people. It's Well, I just find it's so peculiar. There are so many... What they're trying to do right now, they have had countless times to do the same exact thing. Like, why do it... Like, I just don't understand why do it now when they could have done it... They had many opportunities <sighs> to do this at WrestleManias in the past. And so it's, why why now? And I think it's because Brock had lost his luster. So here's the thing with Brock. So when Brock came back in, tw- in 2012, he put over John Cena. He beat Triple H. But then after that, he didn't win a match for like a year and a half. The only time he won a match on a pay-per-view, I believe, was Big Show. And that was at Royal Rumble, and that wasn't really that much of a match. Well, he beat he beat CM Punk. That's right. He beat CM Punk at SummerSlam. And so, on a big match spectrum, he wasn't really, like, the world beater. Like, he wasn't a guaranteed winner. And I think what happened was people were getting kind of tired of him just being a special attraction match. And they wanted to see what they could do as a whole. And now that he's got this huge win... The biggest win, probably in WrestleMania, in a really long time from a from a booking standpoint. Uh, they can use it, and so once Brian finishes off what he's doing with Triple H and authority and all that shit, then you can say, "Oh, hey, yo, Brock, let's let's put you with Brian, see what happens." And so right now, the rumors are tentatively Brian versus Brock at SummerSlam. And who who's gonna be? Who are they strapping with the belt? After Brian. Well, Brian's going to have the belt for a long, long time. The, Why? The idea here is Brian creates fresh matchups, basically up and down the card, and they've got a couple of people that they want to bring up, most notably Cesaro, and then you have the Shield, and so all these guys are now becoming a, a part of the main event fold, and the idea now is that Brian's going to have the belt until the right time comes along for him to lose it. And it's not like they're trying for him to keep it warm for anybody. It's more like, he's our guy, we're going to run with him, let's see how much money we can make. Those are dogs, by the way. Those are dogs barking in the background. Downstairs. Downstairs. So, um, But I think it's great. Um, but then, to, to cap off a ridiculous 96 hours, um, Monday Night Raw was a great show, featured... Ultimate Warrior come out and cutting another promo. And then the next day... Uh, dies. Dies. And here, Which is there was, weird. There was a death hoax before. People remember there was this site the Warrior just walked away from everything. Went off the grid. Nobody yeah, that was back in the 90s. Late 90s, right. I remember that. And he, he went to WCW. He tried to do his thing with Hogan. He was given a lot of money to do it. It flopped. Huge. And then he did. He just disappeared. And then he, he came back to life. And we all kind of figured it was a death hoax anyway. A lot of us who were, who were big you know, rest, internet wrestling guys at the time. But this this was pretty bad. He died at 54. Uh, autopsy isn't out as of today. So this is Friday. So we don't know what exactly happened. But general cause is a heart attack. He just collapsed. They were walking back to their car in Arizona, and done, done so. So, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. What are your thoughts? Um, 
54. 54. Professional wrestler. I mean, Randy Savage was around that age. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy, obviously heavy steroid user. Um, but I think the big issue is that, you know, people, this is, it's not as bad as Benoit, but Warrior has come out outside of the wrestling ring and said some pretty cruel stuff, uh, his political views and stuff like that. Some just really crazy, 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 crazy yeah. writing and stuff. And people kind of lean on that, him being an ass. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I, you can lean on that, sure. But if you're talking about just within the confines of a wrestling ring, I can't, I mean, what, for four years, maybe Hogan was the only other guy? I mean, if you want to put him and Savage on equal footing, you know, it's tough. And people Savage was big, but I don't think, I don't think the Macho Man was ever quite that big. People loved him, but yeah. he was never... Savage was more accessible. Yeah. But as far as, like, like the electric, like, almost awe-inspiring, that was, like, Hogan, that was... Warrior came probably the closest out of everybody. Yeah, I mean, I I think... And not just... I I don't just mean, like, electric as in, like, that was his his guy. He was electric. Like, he came in running, like, a banshee and the music, you know, the pounding music that was just driving, driving, driving. I just mean just, like, the... I don't know. Um, like Hogan, like Hogan isn't like you watch, like every, everybody. It's everybody knows. It's like the three million pound gorilla in the in the room is like when Hogan wrestles, you're not going to see the most technical freaking mm-hmm. match you've ever seen. Same with the Warrior. He was like, I'm going to do presses and like leg drops and, and clotheslines and clotheslines and, and bounce off the ropes a lot. And, Dump Rick Rude and, on his head for and, some reason. Yeah, and do tests of strength. And do tests of strength. And Speaking of which, uh, bear hugs with Hogan. What was that, like a 15-minute bear hug? 10-minute, yeah. 5-10-minute yeah. bear hug. Yeah. That was insane. Yeah. Go YouTube that. There's all. There's also the test of strength where Warrior gets Hogan down on his feet and a camera angle of... Does not make it look too flattering. No. As Hogan's face is going yeah. like this. And it's like level with Warriors, you know, junk right yes. in his face. But I just think that um YouTube that shit, Sam. You'll fucking want to put that shit right on there. I just feel like outside of Hogan, Warrior was the next closest person yeah. that I, the, I guess the closest thing to a, a sports analogy I can think of is when, like, the greatest hitter of a generation is up at bat. Like, yeah. you would stop what you were doing to watch, like, a Barry Bonds or a Mark McGuire yeah. hit. Like, yeah. just because they, no, they, they may not be the best hitters ever, but they were just amazing spectacle of a And he was, he was, athlete, a, he you know? was. Totally, totally... If that uh, makes sense. I'll probably listen back and be like, what the hell was I saying? I sound like a fucking idiot. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think... There wasn't anybody that necessarily fit that mold. Yeah. Until maybe when you get into The Rock and Stone Cold, like... Which is like another generation or two later. I I mean, Warrior... If you want to talk about guys people remember from the WWE... Like from a pop standpoint, like not just wrestling fans, but from a popular culture standpoint, he's in the top five. Oh yeah, and I'll hear uh, I'll hear top three. 
Like, I love Bret Hart, but right. I put Bret Hart and, like, Macho Man kind of in the same realm. But Macho, but Macho Man got out. He was a pop. I think he was more popular. That That's an interesting discussion, actually. If you want to talk about that from a popular culture standpoint, because... Well, the Macho Man was more of a character. Bret Hart wasn't necessarily character. He was... Yeah. A, he was... Everything about him was just, like, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Right. Macho Man was this over-the-top, charismatic... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna do the the Slim Jim commercials. Like where, where you didn't had lightning bolts coming out of his eyes. Exactly, yeah. but I mean, you couldn't really push Bret Hart that way like you could with like a Hogan, Warrior, you know, Stone Cold, right. no, no, no. like because he was no. oh I'm the excellence of ex- execution. Right. Like I'm just I'm I mean, a wrestler. I'm from I'm from Kenyatta. Kenyatta, and I don't know like Kenyatta. they they Kenyatta. he didn't have that same Kenyatta. he didn't have the quant. He didn't of, have the point. No, of a major superstar. I mean, Not to say that I mean, Hogan Rock for the best crossover appeal. Savage. Like those guys are A pluses. Like yeah, yeah. in that realm, Bret Hart was like he was like a solid A or an A minus. What, what was it? Lonesome Dove the series. He was on Lonesome Dove the series. I don't fucking know. Just look. Oh, he was. Yes, he was. He was a cowboy. He also played the genie in a in a in a play of Aladdin. Bret Hart. You never saw that picture of him. Was it like his of, kids' of, play? Of him, of him doing like this with the genie outfit on. You never saw that. Was it for like his kids' play? I don't fucking no. That's don't amazing. It's it's pretty fucking nuts. Um, but yeah. Should this just be a wrestling podcast? I don't know. I don't, I've talked. We'll so, we'll cut a few. I've talked so much wrestling in the last two weeks. It's pretty nuts. I'm on Pat Sully. Pat Sully had me on his podcast talking about the 1989 Great American Bash, which was fucking awesome. Um, that's coming out soon. I'll get a link back. Um, yeah, so that was WrestleMania. Big stuff. Big stuff happening. What else? What else do we have? Sam, what else do we have? What the fuck else do we have? Uh, Sam, what are you doing? Wow. Sam's Facebooking. Are you no. Are you Facebooking? I'm playing a game called Telling Guard, and it's like Dark Souls in the form of Amistad, and it is really what freaking the f- hard. What is that blinking shit? What is it? It's some blinking light box. Oh, shit, it's a dragon. Oh, it's a dragon! Oh shit, I'm rooted. It's gonna kill me. Oh, You're dead. Run. It's I a level one run. dragon. It's a level one dragon! It's a fucking dragon. It's scary. It's I'm a level one dragon. Oh, it's a book. It's a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> no. I don't know. Video, is like, you guys got anything on the video game side of things? Are you Or magic? Anything on the magic? Oh, they, they released the first previews, right? Yes, um, they did. They basically reprinted... Um, City of Brass. Which is sexy, because City of Ass is my shit right there. It's... I can't remember what they called the card, but it's... Basically it's City the same of... thing. It's literally the same thing. It comes it's... into play tap, though? No. Oh, no. It no, it's the literally the same thing. Like, it's yeah. just... All right, I'm pay one about. life, yeah. tap for whatever color mana you want. All right, then. That's and that's it. They're pre-selling, for like, they're pre-selling for, like, 20 bucks. Of course they are. Because Which I don't even know what... The City I... of fucking Brass is now in standard... Of course it's going to be 20 bucks. Well, I don't know how much City of Brass was before. When it was in play, when it was standing... No, I mean just like right now. Oh, it's like six. It's all over the place. Oh. It's like Birds of Paradise. They're never really going to go down in price. Yeah. You know? um, but no, they're releasing a bunch of stuff. The biggest thing, people, they just don't know how much to invest in the set outside of standard because they don't know what's, what's, going, to be a long-term what's going to transfer over to modern. Yeah, and, and the last couple of sets really haven't been too many modern 
No, there has. Yeah. In Return to Ravnica and oh, in right. well, I'm and, talking about and in Innistrad. I'm talking about the current... The, the What's the current block we're in right now? Oh, Theros. Theros. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Theros, Theros. The Theros block. People like it. P- people complain that it might be too much of a drafting Man set. Man of Confluence. That's the name of the card. Yeah. It is. Tap one. It's half Ooh, it's one life. So yeah. if you guys are sticklers for damage, that's actually... Well, it's the same as City of Brass. City right. of Brass well, is city, it's city of Brass deals a damage to you. So you can actually prevent the source from dealing damage to you somehow if you wanted to. Paying a life, you cannot. That's like losing a life. You actually have to give a life up to get it. So, um, But what are some of the other cards that stood out? You got, Sam, do you have the previews of Sen? Someone has the previews in front of um, you? I can bring them up. The other gods are getting released. Oh, yeah, so they're going to get another god for each color? Yeah, uh, pretty much for the exact same, what do they call them, tribe, like the tribal colors, like Boros is red-white, Simic is green-blue, so they're all kind of getting their, um, if you go to MTG Salvation, they have all the stuff I So think. there's, so Spoilers Digest, Journey to Next Spoiler, so... Oh yeah, so now the multicolored gods. So yeah. Eros, oh, they, a blue green one. They've all been they they're all multicolored. Yeah. All the um but I don't know, people it it's kinda hard because things are of such high casting cost. Yeah. And you know, the 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 top end cards that are played for the most part in modern are like four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, it, it's just hard, because they're so big. Like, there's some gods that cost four, but for the most part, they're like six, five. I think for the most part, they're five. Um, and then there's a new uh, Ajani. That new Ajani's fucking sick. Pe- people don't know, because it costs five. But it's two plus ones. Yes. That's pretty sick. But people just don't know if it's going to be more casual. They just don't, like, nobody knows how it's going to fit. Yeah. It might be like a, com- a commander. It's a it's a green white, three three green white for four. Um, but I mean, distribute plus one counters. So for all the heroic people that you like to play with, if you do like using that um, that's static if, ability, I think that's only if you cast a spell. Mm-hmm. That targets it, a, it. Oh, it's a spell, not ability. But um, but there's a lot of counter based cards. I think that if it's not a standard card, it's definitely a modern card. There's a lot of there's a lot of Kind of decks that you'll work around that. It won't be in modern. No, I don't think so. Because you, the people are saying that even if you were going to do green white, why not just use the corset one, Mm -hmm. where it costs less. It costs three, comes out at three, and then you're putting a plus one plus one counter. You can give something double strike. It gives you card advantage though, which people think is interesting. The other plus one. Well, you look through and, and find a card. Well, technically, can you put... Can you put... You you technically cannot put counters on a Planeswalker to give it... Um, to increase devotion, right? You cannot... So, like, if you were to put plus one, plus one counters on a Johnny, that in, doesn't increase it from, like, four You can't. It's because it targets a creature. Right. So... But yeah, so those, there's only two spoilers out right now. No, there's oh. a whole bunch. You're not in the right place. Oh, I'm not in the right place. Oh, Journey into Nyx, 46 yeah. out of 165. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a good amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the gods, let's see, they got, I think the 
rest of the god, all the gods have been spoiled. Yeah, Karanos, uh, Eros, Crucifix. So weird. But yeah. those have been the, the the big things, the mana confluence and. What's yeah. with the Simic God? That one is a little weird. Well, what it says is that you can have, well, no maximum hand size. You know uh -huh. what that is. You can have as many cards as you want. Right. It's going to pair really well with Prime Speaker Zigana, which costs two blue, two green, two colorless. And it's a 1-1, one, one, but it, when it comes into play, it gets as many plus one, plus one counters on as it as um, the, the highest toughness. Right. Or so, power, I think. It's either. So you would play this god, um, play Prime Speaker, turn on the god, it turns becomes a creature, and then put seven plus one plus one counters on it. Mm -hmm. But each time it gets a plus one plus one counter on it, you get to draw a card. All right. So essentially, you're playing the card, drawing seven cards. Um, it's, it's like giving it's like giving righteousness and and drawing seven cards. That's yeah. ridiculous. Okay. So that, I mean, green blue might become a thing. We'll I see. Hope. I like that. Um, so, like I said, we'll see. But there's, a, I'm looking at. I always like. To, I always, I always go straight to black. I always like the black right. cards. Heroes Bane is interesting. It's like a, it's like a twist on, um, uh, on Chameleon Colossus. So, um, you know, Chameleon Colossus, you drop for, uh, four for four, and then every four you spend, you can double its power. Mm -hmm. Well, this is essentially almost replacing that, except if it just costs one more. And that's an, that's going to be an interesting card to see if any decks in Modern that play Ramp and play Chameleon Colossus, if they'll replace it with that. Yeah. Because you're basically, you're doing the same thing, but it's permanent. That's pretty crazy. So. Um, it's just such a different set. It's so hard to see how it goes in with the just the other formats. Right. Obviously it's gonna work in standard because it is standard. Yeah. It's sure. standard. Right, right. But it's just so completely different. I think people are still really trying to figure out what they're gonna do. And how they're gonna do it. Yeah. Spawnathrax is the I mean the big I don't like Spawnathraxes at all. Um, Cyclops of Eternal Fury is fun, just because um, that can pair with a lot of um, cards that drop creatures. You can get a win condition out of that. Um, it's a very draftable yes, block. That's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, a lot of these and, and you know, obviously it's not to the draft block yet. That's coming out in, uh, this, no. in the fall. Um, but yeah, I know what you, for black, um, Doomwake Giant, interesting. Extinguish All Hope, that's that's fun. Um, weird card. Weird. It's that seems like more of a block card. That seems like a standard card to me. Yeah. Um, destroy on That's not going to see any play. Oh, in that, who, who wins? Avalanche versus Sharks. Who wins? I thought the Sharks playing the Kings in the playoffs. No, they're playing the Avalanche tonight. What? Oh, they're playing tonight. Yeah. Hopefully the Sharks. Avalanche have been playing like badass though. I'm gonna go with San Jose. That is your um, Pete, of course, playing um, the great ESPN game. Street for cash. Street for cash. 
Lost yesterday on the Giants. Yeah, fucking A. Um, Ryan Vogel song. God damn it. I don't know what you're going to get out of him this year. Yeah, I mean, let's just move into baseball since we're there. Um, so, Putty, awesome. Bumgarner, awesome. Offense, awesome. Other three pitchers. Kaner. They, they're tracking it. Kaner's not throwing his fastball as much anymore. He's throwing more sliders. His arm slot has dropped. No one's, saying, no one's saying injury, but they're just mm-hmm. saying that he's trying to do different things. Not exactly what you want him to do. And that that kind of... That, that worries me. That Kane's not his self. Because he's the guy. Lincecum is a wild card. Vogelsong's a wild card. But if Kane is not there, that's not good. That's really not good. No. But that offense, though. This is what Pablo, Pablo and Pence sucking dicks. Pablo's walking. Pablo's walking, but man, this really? offense. Really? Yeah. That is surprising. It's so incredible. No, it's so great. Mom, Los Angeles and Madre, downstairs the other night. We're like, oh, hey, Pablo walked. It's like, <laughs> you don't hear that often. I was like, whoa, yeah, true statement. You don't. He's on pace for like 70 walks. That's fucking good. That's that, really good. Him getting on base makes up for the fact that he's not hitting Right, he's, well. he's got like a 350 on base right now, which is fine. But it's That's like, pretty cool. Um, but he's hitting like, what, buck 50? You know what, though? I'm, That's they great. came out like gamebusters at the start of last year. Last season, we did, and then they after the off. third, after the first third of the they season, gone, went out. They went. I'll. I'm not jumping for joy yet, no, no, I, yeah. like in any way, shape, or form. This is nice. They're off to a good start. That's awesome, but again, it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. Brandon fucking belt though. I mean. I'm still hold. I mean, I'm I, not saying I have an erection right now. Just saying his name. Yeah. But, you know. The fact that he's doing what he's doing is is a great. Yeah. It's very encouraging. Right. And so, it's good now. People can stop focusing on him Where's for the time being, right. and look at other avenues of the team, which yep. is kind of nice. It's like, I I got tired of the talking points of people being, oh, Brandon Belt, Brandon Belt, right. Brandon Belt. It's like, okay, there's, I mean, out of all the things in baseball you can talk about, right. why does everybody, I know it's easy to fixate on the young first right. baseman, but it's like, come on, like, there's so much you can talk about in baseball. Right. That's all everybody ever wanted to talk about. Not that it, not that it didn't deserve to be, to be talked about because his, you know, he he wasn't doing exactly what everybody was hoping he was doing well, when you saw it down in Triple A. But that's expectations. The biggest jump a player makes is between Triple A and high and, and and the majors. So it's like I don't I don't really care. I just want him to perform well. He performed well last year, yes. and now he's starting to look like a different player. Yeah. Now, of course, Brandon Crawford looked like this at the start of last season. Then he tapered off. But um, well, I don't care about Brandon Crawford's offense personally. I anything you get out of him is a bonus, right? Exactly, because he's such a Freaking awesome defensive right. shortstop, and so um, but we'll again come this summer. Um, after let's see, June yeah. is when they get through their first forty games. They'll be through their first forty games on mid May. All right. So, so once we hit that first, well, they play one sixty, right? One sixty two. So that's not a that's a quarter. If that's not go, a third. If you go through June, that's if you go through the end of May, that's fifty games. Okay. So, so we'll go through end of May. I feel like then, 
after they pass that, you will have a good idea of what you have. Same thing, like, I'm very reserved with, like, how Oakland's doing, how the Giants are doing. Yes, the Dodgers have some struggles, but they're still the Dodgers, and people are still picking them for a reason. Right. And all you need is for them to do what they did. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting them to do go on quite an insane streak like they did because that is like an anomaly that doesn't happen all the time with baseball teams. But I'm I'm, I'm trying not to get too, it's always good to beat the Dodgers. It's always awesome because you get to rub it in your friends' faces. Fuck you, Dodgers fans. But, uh, well, that'd be cool. I just have. To, I, I just feel more reserved. It's good as far because as... it's only been ten games. You haven't even played ten percent of your fucking games yet. Yeah. So I don't care. Because for as much as as we want to say, yeah, look at this, we're scoring these one. You still have some of your best players are still struggling, yeah. which is not great. If you think about Pagan's lighting it up, Phelps lighting it up, Posey's being Posey, which is good. That means he's not playing over his head. But like Pablo's playing underneath. Mike Morris is playing way over his head, but it's good. That guy, that hole where he hit the other night, my fucking god, that was, that was destroyed. I know night game, night at game, freaking, at, and he had four fifty. Yeah, my god, someone still needs. I can't find it. I'll never be able to find it. The Andres Galarraga, where he almost hit the glove. Where he almost hit the glove. It hit the yeah, walkway. That was a day game. No, that was a night game. I think that was a day game. I thought it was a night game because I remember jumping off my goddamn couch when I saw that. And I was like, it was a day, it was a day game. That was a sexy hit. Yeah, that, that was very that sexy. Morse is hitting the ball. He's actually, he's just doing very well to play it overall. He's he's gonna be what he is and left. But the idea with that contract was let him play to the point where he can be worth more than what he can do defensively. And if he does that, then it's a win. But right now, so far, like I said, ten games. What twelve games? Where the fuck we are? Don't really, don't really care too much. But uh, nine games, but yeah, ten games, we're good. I do have some anxiety with our pitching. Yeah, me too. Bullpen's not exactly great. No, I think that the Giants. It's Machi's good. Except Machi got hit last night. Yeah, he did. It's people don't want to talk about it because it's been so good for so long. It's yeah. been their crutch, but. The pitching for San Francisco is fading. Right. And it, I mean, I'm hoping that they are trying to get something down the line. Well, I mean, they have arms coming up. Um, Edwin Escobar is going to be the first guy if he gets going. Um, there's always Kyle Crick, but uh, he's, and he's doing so far, he hasn't, he hasn't pitched yet. But he, if he can get going. He'll be he'll be someone to watch if he can start things off well. Um, but yeah, I mean at this point it's uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to see where the reinforcements come from. They really they'd have to really work hard on a trade. They really don't have much outside of Crick. Um, they definitely don't have the major league challenge to trade, so it will be tough. But still got the fingers crossed. So, Sam, what the hell are you doing? I'm playing a game, Telling Guard. Telling Guard? It's Dungeons and Dragons. I was, I was on apparently. ESPN. Oh, okay. We're on speed. It still bugs me that they're trying to push the Yankees 
Red Sox rivalry. Of course they are. It's like they've been trying to do it the past few years, and either the Yankees or the Red Sox have sucked, or they have both sucked over the past few years. But they still try and push it. It's like it's like how they still try and push Duke UNC. Right. It's like it's not the same right now. Like they're both programs still trying to find themselves. Yeah, Duke won a national title a few years ago. And so did UNC when uh, uh, Roy Moreland, Williams first Sean got May. there. That's right. But and that was Felton. even longer ago. Skinny Ray Felton yeah. before he became Fat Ray Felton. And so it's just, you know, it's kind of like, go find a place that has an actual rivalry. And I'm trying to think. Because, I mean, nobody. It's all in the Big Ten. It's all in the Big Ten. But nobody's buying, like, I'm not buying it. When I was in high school. It was it was a legitimate rivalry because they were two top programs, right, right? And they were heated like high energy, high profile games. Now it's kind of like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, set my timer and when it goes off, oh, I got I got to change it to the to the Duke UNC game or the Red Sox Yankees game. I don't know. Well, I mean, you gotta realize too, ESPN. Where are they? They're in Bristol. Where are they halfway know. between Boston and New York City? Whose dicks are they sucking? Boston and New York. But it's just not there. I don't uh, mind. If it's no, there, it's then there. sure. It's not, yeah. And it was there for a good amount of years. Right. It came back, you right. know, with Pedro and all the... It was, it was there because they were two <clears throat> highly competitive AL teams right. that were vying for World Series championships. Right. And so it was there. But I hate it when it's not there. You're still pushing it. And they're like, hey, let's just keep showing all that footage from like 10 years ago when this was a viable... Right. Um, the Rays are the team in that division, so I don't care. The Red Sox would be good. This guy, though, my man, killing fucking baseballs. I was going to say, dude, Joey Bass. Um, I think Toronto is going to figure it out this year. Toronto, so mm-hmm. Toronto can't have like a, a nearly as bad a year as they did last year. It's not so, possible. It's they've not been big. together now two years when they've been piecing together this team. Yeah. So now they're in. But but year now three. and so they and missed like, on, they missed on Santana, um, which is fine. It's okay. They but, tried it yeah. and now he's gone. So but but it's okay. You know they they got Drew Hutchinson who had one fantastic start and another not so fantastic start. R.A. Dick, Dickey is okay. He's a knuckleballer. Morrow, um, and uh, but and that's the thing. So he right, still throws hard. Still throws hard. So for me, it's more like uh, my my whole thing is I would want to make sure the offense is good and Melky Cabrera looking good. Their Jose offense, Reyes, of course, hit the fucking DL because he's Jose Reyes. Um, Their offense is looking really. They're good. looking good. Even E five ain't getting going right now. E five is 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 struggling. Colby Rasmus was struggling. Brett Laurie is struggling. But, I mean, like, fucking, that offense? They're putting up points. They're putting up points. They're doing well. They're beating the Orioles right now 2-1. Nice. um, Anything else with baseball? Sam's been watching baseball. Sam's been enjoying the baseball. Giants are either crushing or losing by a lot. Yes. Like usual. I don't think the Orioles make it back to the postseason. They won't. No, they're they're a flawed team. They don't have the starting pitching. Um... Do not think. I don't think the Pirates make it back this year. I think they do. The Pirates. Think they here's do. the problem, though. So they lost. Of game. course, they're going to add like what two more. They lost. They lost tie-in. 
Jameson Tyon is gone for the rest of the year with Tommy John surgery. They could add Gregory Polanco to solidify their outfield, which would be good. Um, but they lost A.J. Burnett, and they were kind of hoping that an Edison-Bolt, like reclamation projects would be the loop. Right now, it's not doing it. Liriano's doing well. Garrett Cole's doing very well. Um, but at this point, the Pirates are, are kind of in a weird spot because they're kind of like the Giants in that they have a great offense. Yes. But their pitching leaves a lot to be desired. Yes. And if they can't figure out the pitching side of things in that division, they're going to be dick because Cardinals are playing like the Cardinals. The Reds aren't doing nearly as well, but uh, but they have pitching, especially once they get their guys back. Yes. So it's going to be tough, man. It's it's This whole baseball season, there's not a clear-cut team that is that much better than everybody else. Because there's so much. Ugh. Excuse me. There's so much in flux right now. Yeah. You're having teams, teams that were the cream of the crop falling off. You're having newer ones like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, for instance. Even you could even say, I think that uh, um, uh, the Blue Jays are on the up and up. Right. It's just they're, in, they're not necessarily like a young upstart team, but they're, they're in Canada. Yeah, if you're in Canada, Canada, you're always off the radar. Just pour some bit. maple syrup on that motherfucker, you'll get going. So, um, but yeah, so but it's tough because outside, like I, I don't even really know how good the Dodgers are. No, and, and the, they were good last and, year. And, and, and I need to go over my bets. I need to go over. I need to go over my bets with everybody. All right, here. we go over um, that. But I just, I still, I don't feel like we quite know. What we're getting out of Tim Yeah, and, and you're not going to for a little while. But uh, but to recap, uh, while we were in hiatus, I did go up to Lake Tahoe and make my bets for the season. Yes. Um, I only made three win bets this year, but I put but I put 40 bucks on them. You did under with the Dodgers. I did under with the Dodgers. I hate betting the Dodgers. Just fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> They're not going to win 98 games or whatever the hell 94 is the number. They won't. So they have to win 93 or less for me to win that. <sighs> I push it 94. I did over with the Indians. Their number is only 81 and a half. And I don't in understand. The in, in the, the central? central? I don't understand why that number is 81 and a half. <clears throat> I don't understand that at all. And the number they one they one play. One, they have. Um, who's in their league? They have, they have, so Cleveland has Detroit, the White Sox, the Royals, and the Twins. Twins are going to be horrible this year. Yeah, they are. They're not. The White Sox are going to be bad, but they have some very exciting players. Jose Abreu crushes baseballs. Um, the Royals, Royals are a team built upon the idea that they are only going to get better. Yeah, they have like the youngest team. They have one of the baseball. youngest, if not the youngest, starting lineups in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, and then they, they obviously the Tigers are Los Tigres. Yeah. Uh, For El Reyes, I'm just throwing it out there that I will be jumping on the Royals bandwagon. That's right. When yes. and if yes. they ever yes. make a push P- for the playoffs, P- I agree with you totally. I'm it may not be this year. It may not be for another decade. You need to see the fucking Royals in the playoffs. But when they are in the playoffs, I will buy a hat and I will be wearing it around. Yes, and I will be. I have my, I have my powder blue up yep. there. It's going to be fucking warm. And then I picked the Pirates over eighty three and a half. Oh I yeah. think they're an eighty five one team at, at, at worst. Um, I don't think they're a ninety three win team. I think they were last year, but uh, but yeah, eighty wins, eighty four wins should be definitely doable in that. Team. So um, and then I did some player bets. These are interesting. 
I picked Jose Reyes to have more hits, runs, and stolen bases than the great Jose Altuve. I picked Jordan Zimmerman to have more wins than Adam Wainwright. That was a big underdog. Big, big underdog. And I picked Buster Posey as a big favorite to have more hits, homers, and RBIs than Yadier Molina. So those are my those are my baseball bets for the year. I could say that. I could see that. Uh, but yeah, so those those are my baseball bets. We'll check those out in like nine months. Um. So the NBA season is getting ready to wrap up. Right. Warriors. So. Sucking it. Mark Jackson officially on the hot seat. Do you think it's weird that he's going to take the team back to back to the playoffs, possibly as a six seed? Win 50 games. And get fired. And get fired. Because here's the thing. I think they're... Yeah, go ahead. Look at the teams that they would be facing. Right. The, the, the possibility of, of first-round games, it's, it's like... Clippers. It's, it's like Clippers. Or Rockets. Uh, um, so, so here's the thing. So right now, fifth is well, the highest but, they but can I mean, like, just think about it. It could be... They could anything could happen, but it could be like they could face like the Spurs, Houston, Oklahoma, City, Oklahoma City. They could uh, uh, the Clippers, right. and it's just you look at those teams. Even after the year that the Warriors had last year, they are going to be underdogs against any of those teams that they face. I don't necessarily think that they're better than any of those teams with the way that Westbrook is playing, Durant is playing. They have Perkins down there in the middle. But Kevin Durant's playing on his fucking mind. I know. Even LeBron's... Well, LeBron's going to be LeBron, but he should be the MVP this year. He's having 33 games. How yeah. is everything steaming shit for me? It's like a thousand tons heavy. Sam, what How does that happen? Tell us. And... Tell us. Tell us what's going on right now, Sam. Tell us. Tell us right now. So a giant fucking... You have to lean in. I'm right here. Sam, Sam leaning in is like the guy who moves his controller around when he's playing video games. But it's an ahead. omnidirectional you're, you're mic. The, you're the backseat gamer of this discussion. I'm, I'm the backseat something. Anyways, I'm, a giant I'm the backdoor goblin. Thanks to me. A giant stole my fucking sword, and then a dragon stole my fucking scroll for some reason. I don't know. Where, These fucking where, games, where, I swear where, to God, they are so unfair. Oh, cool. The same thing the only game. That's good. There you go. It was sweet. You got some experience points. And silver, that's worth gold. Um, oh yeah, fifty-five thousand gold in the safe, bitch. Yeah, yeah, making Dude, it rain. I just retire. I big mean, fuck it. Level six, I'm fine. Seems like oh, a... and the Hobbit stole a potion from me. Of course, the fucking Hobbit did. Damn those Hobbits! They, kind they of, always they like, carry from like, Kingdom Hearts. It's like fifty percent Hobbit feet. Yeah, that's feet. weird. Weird design. There was a weird design phase where everybody had giant feet and giant yeah, hands. And fucking buckles, Sam. Tell these people about buckles. Buckles don't mean shit. <laughs> There you go. Design wisdom for you. Buckles don't mean shit. <laughs> tell these dude, tell these fools. Talk shit about buckles. I dare you. Buckles what? and trinkets. Buckles and trinkets and spiky hair. And gray hair. Hair. And gray hair for those who don't know if they're on the light or dark side. That's right. Silver. I'm hair. on the edge. I'm on the edge. I have such an I such have an edgy personality. I don't know where Stop it would be. Stealing shit from me. Seth. Sam's really getting aggravated this game. It's so Sam, not if you fair. Sam, microphone. That's not going to be cool. It's so not fair. I, I'm just going to... I think I'm just going to fucking record me playing this. Oh, the dragon likes me. Oh, cool. Gave me some boots. Thank you. 
That's cool when a that's dragon, a cool dragon, dragon, right? Should, yeah. Fuck that dragon with a female dragon or something like that. Um, what else? What else? We, well, we didn't even finish talking about Mark Jackson and the Warriors. Oh, yeah, so Mark Jackson. NBA playoffs. So, I mean... So it sounds like everybody wants him gone. So let's just assume that he's fired. Oh, sure. Who are you bringing in to replace See, your, your 50-win coach? That's what I'm saying. I, they have to have a plan. Because the fact that this talk is out there is the product of an environment that is... A, a, this is this is the shit. Of a 50-win team that's underachieving. But we don't know if they're underachieving. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the idea about it, is that they have... They overachieved last year. True, but now Clay Thompson's kind of taken the lead. Steph Curry, Steph Curry's a top-five NBA player right now. I mean, depending on where you like Kevin Love, the idea is, like, do you want Love or do you want Curry? Um, you know, a lot of people want Love just because it's harder to find a good power forward right now than it is to find a good guard, so you might have him six, whatever. But Curry's in that discussion. Yes. Clay Thompson's taking the lead, right? You have AI playing whatever defense you want on the outside. Um, the, big, the, the big question now is David Lee. and Is David Lee going to be a part of this team going forward? Depends and, if he wants scoring, yeah, but well, defense, but, but the no. idea is maybe you go Harrison Barnes at the four. Maybe you... Well, uh, people aren't too hot on Harrison Barnes. Right now they're not, no. Harrison Barnes has definitely taken a step back this year. Uh, Draymond Green, is he an NBA starter? I don't think he's an NBA starter. I think he's a great 6-7 guy off the bench, but I don't think he's an NBA starter. And so there's a lot of talk about David Lee. There's a lot of talk about Mark Jackson. And I think that, if anything, I think Jackson will be the first guy to go. I think he's gone. I I mean, I think he's gone too. But, I mean, last night, for example, you're up by 20 against the Nuggets. You have five games left, and you roll over at the end. I mean, that's at home. That's bad. And that and people don't think about it because, oh, they're in the playoffs. Like, no, that's, you need to beat those teams at home. Yes. You, you win. Like, I'm sitting there on my phone, and uh, I'm, at, I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with family last night, and not, the, the Warriors are 20 at the half. Like, fuck yeah, that's going to be a win. Then they lose by one. Like, what the They are professionals that? playing other professionals that's that are true. very good at playing They are very good at playing game. basketball. I just think I think it goes both ways, man. That's what I think, and I don't think the Warriors have anybody that's necessarily on the level of as far as leadership as a uh, as like a Magic or Jordan or LeBron or like a Kevin Durant or you know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't they don't have that. Like they don't have a best player who is also just a neurotic crazed asshole about keeping the team at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't, they don't have that. I mean, I was thinking about this actually. I know people want to put it on the coach, put it on the coach. The coach needs the horses. So you want to look at, oh, look at all the great coaches. You know, look at Phil Jackson, the Zen, all this, look at all that. Look at what he did. When Jordan wasn't there. Right. When Jordan wasn't there, they were a playoff team. But when he went to Scottie Pippen, you remember, everybody remembers what happened. Right. When it was crunch time, it was like, Scottie, we need you. Uh, what did Scottie do? He checked himself out of the game. So, yeah. your Mr. Greatest Coach of All Time lost his team. 
lost his best player, and then lost the game. Jordan comes back, who would say, uh, you guys don't want to win? Okay? I will kill you. I will get you off this team. You will be gone. All of a sudden, they're winning championships again. He goes to L.A., has Kobe Bryant, Shaq. Shaq. Both players that demand a lot of, you got to be up here with us. If you're not, you know, you're gone. They had that kind of power. They even talked about that a little bit in the book that he wrote. What happened when when um, Kobe kind of flounders, get, gets injured a little bit? They start relying on Powell and those other guys. Remember in the playoffs? Yeah. Powell shuts down. Yeah. Phil loses the team. Yeah. Phil even says, I can't coach these guys. I can't do it. So now, you again, your greatest coach of all time, who doesn't have the crazy Kobe Bryant driven to, I got to be yeah. the best and beat everybody, and everybody has to be up at my level because they're all scared of me. They don't have that. Yeah. And so... The Warriors don't have that. No. You look at the best teams, the Heat, which are going to three-peat this year, yeah. they have LeBron. No, LeBron isn't a, a raving asshole, lunatic. But, except Mario Chalmers. Except Mar- Sorry, which we Mario. talked about. Sorry, Mark. Mario, you just get blow the fuck up sometimes. But, that's all. but he demand, He is He's like Jordan. He's the yin, and, and Jordan's the yang. And yeah. that, you know, Jordan was very fear-driven, you know, LeBron is just like a genuinely nice guy, but he plays at such a high level and demands that everybody else plays at such a high level that everybody does that. The Warriors don't have a guy like that. And the truth is, there isn't a coach in the NBA that can force these, like, grown adults to consistently keep the foot on the throat. It needs to be, you need to have the coach and you need to have that guy. And they don't have that guy. And I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily a coaching change that can happen that'll fix that. Right. And and we talked about it on the, I think on the show before we had to do this. But, you look at, you know, the Pat Rileys of the world. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they were so successful was because of magic. Magic was driven to be the best. I mean, it's in uh, the the Bird and Magic book. Right. They talk about how Pat Riley would try and motivate the team, and he would bring them all into meetings, and he would have like a whiteboard up, and he would say like, "Look at Moses, like this person's getting more boards than you, or this guy's getting more points than you." And they'd right. be like, "What is this motivational? I don't give it. I'm not going to listen to this bullcrap." Everybody else checked out. Yeah. The only person that would stay in the room and like. Just be like focusing. Be like, look, at, yeah, look what Larry's doing. He's getting more assists than you. He's getting more points than you. Like Isaiah, look what he's doing. And he was just like, hell no. Like, yeah. we're gonna be the best team. I'm gonna be the best point guard in the league. I'm gonna get it more seems, assists. It seems like if the, if your coach can connect with your best player, it trickles down to the other people on your team. And if that happens, then you, you're gonna get a, a great situation. The problem is though. But let's look, look at the Thunder, right? So, the, the problem is with, with, with the Thunder is that no one really trusts their coach and no one trusts Russell Westbrook. Everyone wants to play well for, for Kevin Durant because he's fucking Kevin Durant. God knows what's going to happen, though, because you put that team in a situation in the playoffs where... It should be Katie getting the ball in crunch time, and Russell Westbrook's going to take two fucking twenty-five foot jumpers because he's you know that you if you're Scott uh, Brooks or whatever the fuck I can't remember his name. I think it's Scott, Scott Brooks. If you're the coach, you need to tell him like get that motherfucker the ball. You need to tell him that. 
because as good as Russell Westbrook you think he would is, listen, though? he needs to. I think Russell, I think Russell Westbrook yeah. would just be like, you know what, though? Yeah. I got the ball. Right. I got five feet That's of space. Right. I can get this shot off. Right. But, but, <laughs> but remember what happened when they played without him. Remember that. And Reggie Jackson was their, was their point guard. And Reggie Jackson had a great fucking run as a point guard mm-hmm. for that team. Yeah. In the back of the, of the Thunder's head, they're like, do we need Westbrook? Do we need Westbrook? Well, Can't now be. Westbrook is doing Westbrook things. Westbrook again. is doing Westbrook. And Westbrook to the Lakers is looking more and more like a certainty, right? Yeah. And so that's the case. Now, I, you know, that will be interesting to see. That I, think, I, I think OKC and the Warriors are pretty close. They're, they're a lot more even than people think. I think the, the one thing is that they both have scores that if they get hot, there's nobody fucking yeah. stopping them. But if you look at the teams that have realistic chances of being in the finals, you do. You look at you look at the the Popovich and you look at San Antonio. I mean, those guys. That's a that's a whole that's a whole basically a, a team with Duncan and Tony Parker that demand. It doesn't. They're always adding people, getting rid of people. You know, role players. But everybody has to go up to their level. You know what I mean? And they buy, they buy into Popovich, and Popovich buys into them, and I I think part of it's a little bit of luck. You There's have luck. you have to find a, you know a, a player of that caliber that is good enough that everybody looks to, but also wants to buy into that. Everybody has to get up here with me, you know, yeah. and what the coach wants to do. But there's also when teams when players know their roles. That's, I think, the most important part. Yes. And getting to go accept those roles. But, man, basketball. Fucking NBA, man. Fucking NBA. It just, I mean, if the if the Warriors weren't in the West. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just even even if they were a the number. going to be like 15 games under 500 to make the fucking playoffs. Even if the Warriors were one seed. Would you still think they have great a great chance of getting out of the West? Thinking about no, the, fuck no. thinking about all the Even teams if, that they eventually have to run right, into. Right. So it's like I don't care who the Warriors have as a coach. Like look at the gauntlet that they have to go through. The Suns are not going to make the playoffs, and the Suns which is crazy. Make fucking games this year, and they're not going to make the fucking playoffs. I mean, it's a it's a meat grinder. Even if you got into one of those weird situations where it's like the Grizzlies are the eight seed and you're the one seed. Who wants to play Memphis? Who wants to play Memphis? They ruled them last year. They killed them last year, but it's like, nah. you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, the West is so. Str- I think that it's a, a horrible measuring stick. Like, oh, you didn't beat the Spurs in the playoffs, or right. you know what I mean? Or oh, you didn't get by OKC. It's like, well, those are really good teams. Not yeah. that, right. not that the Warriors aren't a really good this team. Is, this is very much like the East in the late '80s, early '90s. It's yeah. just like, oh. Mid-80s. Oh, Sixers. Oh, you didn't get past the Celtics. Oh, you mean one of the greatest groups of players of all time? Yeah, yeah that team. Oh, you know what? Bulls, you couldn't get by the Pistons. Oh, you mean like the greatest team in a, for a three-year period in the NBA? No. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Knicks, you didn't get by the Bulls. Oh, you mean the greatest basketball player of all time? Reggie, you didn't get by the Bulls again. Oh, you mean the greatest basketball player of all time? And then when you did, you ran into the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, the Lakers. So... And that's the thing is like you have to realize that yes, it's a tournament, but the top, the epic they play top, seven games the for a peak reason. of that fucking tournament is the peak of basketball, yeah. and that is a tough 
tough peak to climb. What like my realistic expect- expectations still for the Warriors Second is round. hey, we got past the first round. That's right. Great. Everything yeah. else is house money. If they get to the fucking Western Conference Finals, I'll lose my shit. Which is so it, like it boggles my mind that like you listen to the radio, everybody's like they gotta get to the Western. Fi- they gotta get to the NBA Finals. If they don't win the right. first round, then done. Right. They're out of there. It's like, well, who are they going to play in the first right. round? So, you, so you, the you, Clippers. So you're going to be the six seed or the five seed. You're telling me that you're, you're against a Rockets team that's whooped your ass a lot this year, or a Clippers team that has either been boat races or really close games. It's like, okay, that's great. That's great to know. That's awesome to have those expectations. You know. Sports fans are going to be sports fans. They're going to be very moronic. They're not going to be contemplative. They're going to sit there and go out at the cops like, oh, yeah, man, you know, Giants should win 100 games. It's just like, no, no, they shouldn't. You want them to win 100 games. You want the Warriors to win 60 games. It's like, you guys need to put things in perspective. And if the Warriors get to the second round, that's a good thing. That's a huge victory. That's a great thing. And then that means that they can make the changes they need to for the next year to try and challenge for the Western Conference Finals. The only thing you think about where they could tweak and get a little bit better... The bench. The Well, bench, but the biggest thing to me is as awesome as it was for them to get that nice little boost offensively and a little bit in the rebounding, like, David Lee isn't necessarily your power forward that you want... You need a stretch forward. Yeah. He's not a stretch forward. Well, a stretch forward that can play... Really good defense. Right. and Scoring the guy is absolutely amazing. Right. But you do need a four that can also go out there and lock guys up. You kind of have an offensive hole already, Nicky. And, and you need to make sure that if you do get a four, he's someone that can that is more of a shooter, a stretcher of the floor. And that's why I think it would have been really interesting if the Warriors made a run at Ryan Anderson before he had his back issues. Because he would have been perfect for that offense. Now you have to worry about Steph, Clay, and Anderson shooting threes. I mean, that's fucking nuts. And so, if they can find a good stretch... Go get what's-his-name from the Suns. Right, yeah. Uh, um, Chandler, Channing Fry. Fry. Yeah. No, they do. They need a guy who can But does he play D? Not really. But, yeah. but you have to think of it in this, in this perspective, right? So David Lee's not that great of a defender in the first place. No. But, but he'll get you 10 boards. But if you have him... If you have an offensive player that is so good at being a stretch four that it opens lanes up for Iggy and it gets bogus easy buckets, it makes your offense a lot easier to run when you have two guys that Steph can kick out to, right? So, yes. But but that, that's interesting. Sam is eBay. Sam, what are you eBay? 1980s uh, porn videos. Yeah, of course. Anti tentacle. <clears throat> so. so uh, I, Dick Vital just came. Hey guys, how we doing? Back with those Livingston brothers. It's a great thing. How about that tournament? Shabazz Napier, you come, baby. I'm. We're gonna hoot us after the game. Titties and wings. Titties and wings. <laughs> Dick, I've never heard you curse like that before. Wow, that's that's uh, that's. <laughs> I don't know, uh, uh, Dick. Dick, what are you what 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 are you doing? <laughs> Dick, Dick came in drunk. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't, know. Um, I don't know what I don't know what he's doing there. So, 
don't know. I just... Or can we apologize, guys? This, he's a legend. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Dick, I'm so happy that you are here, man. Hey, I'm, here. I'm so happy to be here, too. And in this great bedroom, it's so glorious, including the poster that says glorious. I mean, what can you say about this? Wine country living, baby. It's the best. So... So, Dick, uh, your thoughts? I think the last time we talked to you, it was uh, the Sweet 16. Hey, sweeter than 16, baby. Gotta love that. 16 great basketball teams playing their hearts out for that one shining moment. Uh, oh, Christ. <clears throat> what were your thoughts? You had Stanford beating Kansas. And uh, I don't have the brackets. Maybe Tim can get you a bracket. Yeah, let me see what the the brackets look like. Um, Because I can't remember off the top of my head. But I know there's some crazy stuff that you can talk about. I don't know. Let me me look. Tim, did you find the brackets? Hold on. I'm getting there. Bracket. There we go. There you go. Hey, thanks, Timmy. That's great. <laughs> um, so, I mean, some of the surprises, man. We had uh, Dayton in, the, in Stanford. Like, I don't know. We'll go. Let's go through the south. Let's go through the south part of the bracket. Hey, what can you say about the Dayton Flyers? You know, they take care of Ohio State in the Battle of Ohio. Then they go on and they upset Syracuse, Jimmy Bayheim, by two points to get to the Sweet 16. And then they face the trees, baby. Stanford Cardinal beat them by 10 to become a double-digit seed elite eight team. But then they run into the best coach in America, the great Billy Donovan and the Florida Gators, and those teams, baby, they just don't match up as the Gators chomp their way to the Final Four. Titties and wings, Dick. Titties and wings. Hey, Hooters, baby! Clearwater, Florida! What can you say? The birthplace of Hooters, the best place to eat and watch a game. Dick, what's your favorite wings? Hey, I like the Atomic Hot, but I'll tell you what, that Daytona sauce, the sweet and spicy, gets no better. Put that with some ranch dipping sauce, and you got the best combo in the entire world, baby. Oh, Lord. All right, where are we go? Tim, where do you want to go next? Well, um, you know, let's see here. I think the next most interesting bracket uh, would be the Midwest with... Uh, with the uh, what's what Kentucky? Pete, did, who'd you? Did you have Kentucky? Did you have Kentucky going? Forward? I actually had Kentucky. I think I had them losing to Wichita State. My bracket sucked. Oh yeah, I'm I'm curious as to my bracket did pretty well until it um the end it didn't. <laughs> I did pretty well until the second round. Um. In the in the Sweet Sixteen, I only had uh, eighteen remaining, and then in the uh, Elite Eight, I only had three. Ooh. And then uh, I didn't even have 
either team. That I had Florida in the Final Four. I had Florida in the Final Four. Um, let me see my bracket. I got my bracket right here. Um, let's see. Where did things get busted for me? Oh, um, yeah, Kentucky beat Wichita. I had Louisville beating Wichita, but um, I had Louisville in the Final Four. Yeah, so I had Michigan I... State in the Final Four. Uh, Florida made it. I had Arizona in the Final Four, but Wisconsin beat. Wisconsin surprised me. I had Creighton. Wisconsin surprised everybody. With what's his name? The uh, that big guy. Yeah, whatever. His yeah, name that guy was sick. That guy was sick. Dick, let's just go to the finals. Hey, what could you say? The greatness of John Calipari looking for his second title in three years, going up against Kevin Ollie. How about that? UConn, a year off from the tournament, back again trying to win it all. And they come up with a big victory. And Shabazz Napier comes up as the tournament player of the tournament. And I'll tell you what, they played fantastic. Nothing that Kentucky can do about it, even with the great shooting of the Harrison brothers. I just, I can't remember. This was just a tournament where you had two semi-floundering programs that underperformed and then hit their stride at the right time. Well, the other thing... I just find that it's so crazy. The other thing is, were um, were they even seated right? Why is UConn an eight? You know, why was UMass a six, but UConn was an eight? Uh, why was, or seven, why was Kentucky an eight when they got to the SEC championship? You know, it's like, um, where do you think you, where do you think Kentucky should have been? I would have had, I would have had Kentucky as a five or a six. I thought they were definitely good to be there. I think that's, um, I thought UConn at seven was okay. I don't, I don't know about that. And, and the reason why, so the reason why they didn't like UConn was because nobody liked the American Athletic Conference. They didn't like it, and uh, well, they just didn't play that well. Right. I mean, they had Napier, who was a Player of the Year candidate. Yes, I think a, a very sexy Player of the Year candidate. I was over three picking against UConn this year. Yeah, I couldn't pick against UConn if I wanted to. But I mean, the the turn the game the game itself, Kentucky, they got too far behind, and you, know, you can say huge, you can say whatever you want to say, but you have UConn. Playing with a chip on their shoulder, too, considering that they didn't play at all last year in postseason, yeah. and they had a pretty good team. Shabazz was made sure he came back this year. He could have gone last year if he wanted to, but he wanted to come back this year because he wanted a shot at the championship. And Now he's got it, and now he's going to go to the NBA, and he's got a good shot at a good career. But um, I don't know. The game itself, UConn, uh, that dunk by a... Uh, oh, was so fuck, disgusting. Dude. I mean, that was... Hide the women and children. He dunked on the entire state of Connecticut with that thing. James, uh, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his last name. Same my life now. But he fucking, that was just, just disgusting. Just one move, two steps, hammer. Titties and wings. Titties and wings. Hey, <laughs> you know, I mean, titties and wings. Dick comes in, titties and wings. Titties and wings. That was the fucking best. <laughs> Titties and wings, Dick man. Just comes in and <laughs> start talking about Florida, and he has to talk about Clearwater and Hooters and all that. So, so Dick, Dick very quickly, uh, yeah, 
Oh, you got a question for Dick. I was just going to ask Dick if he had any other plans uh, before he had it before he had to back out. I think he was going to stay in the wine country. And was he going to visit our uh, local Hooters establishment over in... Hey, Sonoma County, man. I tell you, they got some good-looking babies up here. I might go over to Hooters. Might have me some wings. Might watch me some NBA. Might watch me some baseball. It's a great time right now. The golden month of April. Hey, and guess what? The Masters, baby. There's nothing like it. This weekend, I'll be there. I'll watch it. I can't wait to see who puts on the green jacket, baby. I thought you... I thought, Dick, I thought you would say that you're going to watch you some basketball and watch you some titties. Hey, if they're bouncing, I'm watching, baby! Basketball or titties, I'm watching either way! <laughs> Dick is just... It's I, my favorite time of year! It's my favorite time of year. Oh, so, God. I don't know. Titties and wings, I, I, you know, the Masters, titties and wings are a tradition like no other. Yeah. Jim Nance, we may have to, Tim will have to, Tim will have to do his Jim Nance, not today, I think when we do our next podcast. Do you know, do you know how much I want to hear Jim Nance say titties and wings? Just during a putt? Mm. Just, just, mm, titties and wings. Just, just, just what? Uh, a tradition like no other, titties and wings. Oh, Lord. Hi, I'm Jim Nance. When you think about going out to some great family entertainment while having food at a low cost, you think of Hooters. Titties and wings. Hooters. Titties and wings. You know, Florida's got plenty of titties and wings sets up. Set up oh, yeah. You know, they got, uh, they got uh, the tilted kilt. Or if you want the Scottish, you know, Kilt short. Oh my god, we're gonna have to wrap this up. We've been going for an hour twenty. Oh, that's safe. That's a normal show for us. I know. We got so we talk basketball, we talk baseball, we talk WrestleMania, we talk Magic the Gathering. Um, <sighs> a little bit, yeah. Any fil- film yeah. stuff? Oh, I. We may have to go a little bit longer. I started watching Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, almost, Game of almost like yeah. I'm almost at season three. Good shit. Liking it? Yeah, yeah. That's good shit. Uh, season four premieres this past week. Um, Mad Men season seven part one this Sunday. Uh, big deal there. Did I ever tell you? It's not a theory because I kind of studied about it, but it was in regards to villains and why they're always the smartest, right? But why they fail, right? And uh, it's because they always announce what they're going right. to do. They're, they're um. They're, uh, what's it called? They're very, uh... They're narcissistic. Narcissistic. They're, so that's hubris, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm... It's, this will be interesting. This this is the season, supposedly, where there's been a lot of people who've been beaten down, and this is the upswing season. Yeah, you know when they get beat down when that... Right. Um, they, I just finished the episode... Oh, Mad Men. Uh, season six just came on Netflix, right, so now so, I'm gonna watch that right. crazy. But I just finished the episode where they protected King King's Landing, right, from the, the Battle of Blackwater. The Battle of Blackwater that took up almost the entirety of their se- their uh, season two budget. Like they they basically prepped for that huge episode for season for episode nine, season two, and uh, fucking awesome, really fucking awesome. That was awesome. So, um. 
Yeah, but that's good that you're watching Game of Thrones. It's a great show. Great show. I saw um, Man of Steel a couple days ago. What do you think? Good. I, I mean... I thought it was good. It was... Um, I thought it was the best Superman movie. Yeah. Russell Crowe is great. I like the... And Russell Crowe's in there? Yeah, oh, he, he is in that. He's, right, he's right. Jor-El, motherfucker. That's right. Um, but I think, I think it's a great movie if you're into, into superheroes. Um, there's there's definitely some plot holes and there's definitely, oh, definitely. some... Uh, the one, I've only seen it once, but the yeah. one that I always remember is when they're on the... They're in that plane yeah. thing. Uh-huh. When it, they... Uh, Fix the interior right, right, right. pressure. The in, Independence Fourth Day, Independence Day, yeah, yeah. And uh, they rebuild it. They were like, "Oh, we're going to, <clears throat> we have to like fix." Oh, the atmosphere. Right, they made the, the atmosphere interior atmosphere. They like Krypton. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, you have to go." Star Trek. They ahead. do this whole thing where they're like, "Okay, you're gonna have to go to this place to disable it and do that." And they don't show any of it, and it's just like, yeah, that's where like Amy Adams are awesome. Great work. So, but uh, that was good. Um, what else? Sam, you want to watch anything? Oh, yeah. Um, Homestar Runner. You got mentioned the Homestar Runner new video intro for the first time in four years. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like a April Fool's thing. But, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I know. That was such a great... That felt so good to see that. It's really funny. So, um, anything else? I mean, I got... That's about it for me. I, you know... I got two video games I'll probably have to talk about more later. I got the HD remasters of both Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy X. Cool. Which is great because I don't plan on playing the other two games. So Final Fantasy X2 I don't plan on playing. And yeah. Kingdom Hearts, whatever those other two games they put on there, I don't fucking care about. <laughs> so I'm just happy that Kingdom Hearts 3 has happened. That's all I care about. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 is happening. Coming out on the floor, right? Yeah. You need a floor? Something like that. At some point. I was talking to Harrison about that, but there's no real, like... You don't need to yet. No. And, and That could be a reason, but... And the other thing, too, is that we were talking about how, you know, especially on the fighting game side, like, what's going to be the next-gen console? Because Ultra's not going to be a PS4 or Xbox One release. It's just going to be an update. Yeah. They don't have a, a high-end, high-end release for it. And so it's like... You know, do you kind of wait until they make that decision? Like, is it going to be another Xbox One? Because Xbox is obviously the preferred uh, thing. And uh, and next week is going to be uh, NorCal Regionals. And so we won't have Harrison in the studio during it, during that, but we'll have some definite feedback. It'll probably be the first show back will be him after Nor- NorCal Regionals. So. For sure. Um, but, yeah, good work, guys. Mm, great work. Dick, thanks for coming in, man. Hey, all I can say is titties and wings. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Totally awesome with a capital A. All right, well, Dick, until next next March, it's yeah. always been a blast. Yeah. And, Dick, uh, Dick, Dick is a is a good uh, a good guest for sure. Totally good guest. So, what the hell are you looking at, Sam? Ravnica, all Ravnica. All right, Boxer ninety two. So, thank you, guys. We'll have this up. Um, I'm going to try and put an intro tonight. I'm going to try and post it tonight. So then it should be ready Saturday, April 12th. Nice. And then, uh, and then yeah, we'll, you know, chances are once we find out what's going on for next weekend, if we don't do a show next Sunday, we'll do one more podcast. And then we'll be back for good starting. We have to Sunday do two nights. podcasts. We'll don't have we? to do two more podcasts. Yeah, yeah, we need to catch up. Yeah, we got to catch up. We can up. do a midweek podcast. Make this shit happen, son. All right. Thank you. Thank you for uh, cutting up with our language. Thank you, Millie. Millie has come back. Millie is telling us we need to get the hell out of here. All right. So, good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Later. Bye-bye.